You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. Welcome to It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, South Africa's leading boutique wealth manager, 2023. Now, here's something that was sent to me from the desk of Suzanne Halman. From Brenta's Wealth, of course. And the headline is Non-Residents Inheriting Money from South African Estates. And it's a, it's a guide to what all this means. So, Suzanne, welcome, first of all. Um, secondly, there you are sitting in England and you suddenly get a letter from a notary or a lawyer or something to say that a distant relative in South Africa has left you a pile of cash. You think fantastic and you're rubbing your hands together. But it's not quite as simple as that, is it? Hello, Lindsay, and afternoon to the listeners. Thank you. Yes. Um, the My whole talk is on an article that one of me and one of my colleagues, Melissa Conlon, wrote recently. Um, and it's very topical at the moment because, um, like you said now, most of our young people now immigrate or they not immigrate, but they move out of the country. They go and live in Australia, New Zealand, the UK, wherever. And then one of their parents or a family member passes away and they get this notice. A lot of people think that it is very easy get the money out of South Africa because I haven't been living in South Africa for so many years. So the regulation laws is not applicable to me. I can just move the money. And that is not the actual case. Okay. We run into massive problems with these people that think they are non-residents and they the laws don't apply to them. And it's not the case. Okay. So even though they've been out of South Africa for a number of years, if they've paid tax before, before they left, if they paid some tax, they're therefore a South African taxpayer, registered South African taxpayer and therefore are they then subjected to tax on this on this windfall this inheritance Lindsay that apart you don't even have to have paid tax before so we've got instances or we experience instances where um, people say in their mid-30s mid-40s have moved out of the country many years ago when they were still children with their parents in the 1980s and so forth and they are now inheriting money from a South African resident. That person, if that in your ID book or your birth certificate stands that you were born in South Africa, yeah. you are seen as, as a South African. And if you've never formally immigrated, you would still be um, subject to your annual allowances of 1 million and 10 million rand uh, foreign investment allowance. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So they will have – it is interesting, and that is – a lot of people don't understand that. It's not necessarily based on tax where you pay tax. It's what is – have you immigrated or not? If you haven't formally immigrated, even if you moved out of the country many years ago, you would still be liable and subject to the tax laws or to the, uh, the foreign exchange laws in South Africa. Okay. Now – Let's assume that um, you've done all the right things. You have emigrated. Uh, you've got proof of that in your passport or uh, with a visa or some other document. And you are also working, living and paying tax in another country, for example, the United Kingdom. Then what status do you have? 
then it's very easy to take out inheritance. Um, you can simply um, supply those documents, which is a copy of your passport with the exit stamp in it, your visa, together with any documentary proof that you are paying tax in the foreign country where you reside. And normally, in nowadays, you get a letter from your bank institution confirming, confirming that you have formally immigrated. Those documents you then supply to the executor of the estate. They will open up a, a estate late bank account and they will transfer the funds from the estate late bank account into your nominated bank wherever you are in the world. So that is a fairly simple process. That's, that's not complicated as long as you have that documentation. If you don't have that documentation, you would unfortunately be liable to reapply and come back, or not come back physically to South Africa, but you might be forced to reapply for a tax number, open up a bank account, and then take the money out. But then you will be subject to the foreign exchange regulations of a 1 million per annum, or you will have to apply for a international approval for transfer. So what you're talking about here is very, very large sums of money. That is the only sort of situation where you will be affected. Because 1 million and 10 million, and okay, those new rules that came in in April make it very difficult to get the 10 million out. But I mean, if you're really, really persistent and assiduous, you can do that, Suzanne. So what you're talking about is very, very large sums of money. That's when you come up against the obstacles. Correct. You come up against the obstacles. And rightfully, like you said now, since the new um, application for like we knew it in the old days, tax clearance um, came into effect now in April. It is simply it's jumping through hoops and hurdles to get <laughs> this tax clearances. It's it's onerous. <laughs> Has it made your life difficult, Suzanne? Very much. <laughs> Very much so. The the amount of documents to prove source of funds um, and the assets and liabilities uh, forms that you have to now declare on your local and global assets is it's a lot of the clients don't have proofs anymore from when they transferred funds offshore, even though it was done legally. I mean, uh, who do you know that kept? documentation of 20 years ago, maybe. So, yes, it's becoming very onerous to supply documents to SARS. Okay, let me give you a hypothetical situation. You live overseas, but you come back to South Africa uh, for every year for uh, for two months for, for a holiday. Would you be allowed to keep the money that um, you've inherited in South Africa without having to worry about this sort of thing because you're not taking it out the country? Yes. So uh, as far as I know, you can then open up a non-resident uh, bank account. Um, if you've not formally immigrated, you can um, open up a, a non-resident bank account with a bank and then um, you can keep the money there. You can ask the um, executive to transfer all the money into that account and that you can then use in South Africa while you're here. Okay. Uh, you say at the end of the article, here are some additional things to keep in mind if you are a non-resident inheriting money from a South African estate. And you've got about one, two, three, about six or seven uh, different points. Maybe you could summarise the important ones for us, Suzanne. Um, if you are a non-resident in South Africa, you might be required to pay tax on the inheritance 
in the country where you are resident. Ah. Um, if there isn't a double taxation agreement between this between South Africa and the country, that's a, quite an, a big uh, a big one for me. Is like in South Africa, we are aware of CITES tax that might be applicable in the UK and in the USA, but other countries might have the same thing. If you reside there, pay tax there, but you are inheriting in South Africa, so keep that in mind. You might need to be pay exchange control fees when you transfer the inheritance out of South Africa. If you have no ties in South Africa, meaning you were not born or reside in South Africa, the process is simple. I've mentioned that before. Yes. But if you were born in South Africa or residing overseas but have not formally immigrated, as a South African that is living temporary abroad, you will be seen as that. You would need to be supplying your ID, either a green barcoded ID or the new smart card. So we've also seen this for children that moved out of the country with their parents when they below the age of 16, when you can apply for an ID in South Africa. If they haven't immigrated formally and they are now inheriting, they will be forced to go to the South African embassy in the country where they are and apply for a green barcoded ID or a smart ID card before they will be allowed to take the money out of the country because you need that to prove to SARS here. That's one of the required documents if you're not immigrated to take money out. Okay, and finally, just to complicate matters even more for the poor person who's got all this money and I bet he or she (laughs) wishes she, she hadn't inherited it now. But anyway, your final paragraph is, inheriting offshore assets as a South African resident also has implications. What are they, Suzanne? In the event that you do not report the asset being inherited, you can incur penalties from both the South African Reserve Bank Um, And you might be facing difficulties to remediate this problem in the event that you want to fix it years later. Hmm. Okay. Well, after all that, my head is swimming. And I can only say (laughs) that the only thing to do is to put your your affairs in the hands of of your wealth advisor, notably, of course, Brenthurst Wealth, because it's terribly complicated, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is difficult. So get a professional involved if you are inheriting. After this um, article we wrote, um, we had numerous people contacting us that immigrated in the 1980s, for instance, um, which are having problems and they've been having problems for years to get money out of the country that they've inherited from their parents and stuff. Um, So yeah, it is a quite complicated matter so speak to a professional to assist very good thanks for all that explanation you did it beautifully it's uh, suzanne halman from brentos wealth and that was it's my money it's my money was brought to you by brentos wealth an award-winning boutique wealth management company